Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. The evidence is indisputable. The areas occupied and managed by indigenous peoples span 24% of the global terrestrial surface, and they are home to 80% of the world's remaining biodiversity. This is no coincidence. Indigenous peoples have known how to live on and take care of the land since time immemorial. We know that wherever you find cultural diversity, you will be sure to find biological diversity. In fact, globally, there are overlaps of areas rich in biodiversity with areas of cultural and linguistic diversity. Okay, my name is Ramson Karmushu. I come from Kenya, a Maasai uh, indigenous person. I work with a local non-government organization known as IMPACT. We work with indigenous peoples in our territory. And why we are here in, in, in COP15 is to talk about the indigenous peoples' rights, indigenous peoples' uh, participation, in, and indigenous peoples' uh, custodianship in nature. Uh, one of the things that uh, the world should realize and everyone should really know is that indigenous peoples and local communities have been uh, real biodiversity conservationists. They are custodians of nature. They know all the plants that are in their territory. They know the connectivity. They know how to sustainably use them. And they value nature differently. And it's also a source of their livelihood the territories they stay is their home and due to all those reasons it's so valuable to still continue supporting indigenous peoples and local communities to stay in those areas and protect biodiversity one of the things that uh, the, the world should know a lot of researches have been done and it has shown that most of their worlds in uh, biodiversity is located in indigenous peoples and local community areas and it has also shown, many researchers have also shown that uh, biodiversity is decreasing globally and at a slower rate in areas occupied by indigenous peoples and local communities. And those two reasons actually would show that the indigenous peoples and local communities have a lot of knowledge in terms of sustainably uh, living in their lands and territories. And they are also facing a lot of challenges in terms of climate change and the changes that they do not really contribute to. The emissions in the air that contributes to ozone um, degradation and uh, causing climate change, they, they literally less, they don't contribute to it, but they, they are the victims of uh, climate change. <clears throat> when weather changes, of course, they are so much affected because they affect nature and nature is their source of livelihood. So I think the world should realize this and should continue to support indigenous peoples and local communities building the capacity to actually combat climate change and to live with the changes the climate change is bringing because it's not their problem. And once this is realized, I think we should be moving into a safer direction of um, having biodiversity protected and conserved and also rehabilitated. Ecosystem restoration does not mean what is there. 
it should also mean what's not there but it was there before so we should also think about rehabilitating dying ecosystems such as arid and semi-arid lands once that is catered for the ones that are there today which is in biodiversity rich areas will continue to be protected in many cases indigenous peoples and local communities do not really uh, receive quite uh, good support and the support that indigenous peoples and local communities receive in terms of um, resource mobilization is always in very small figures like very small and being reported in a very short time with very tight guidelines and this is because the other people who are giving grants maybe do not do not give the trust to the indigenous peoples and local communities we want the world to know that uh, we have utilized the small resources they have always been giving us and they have worked and now it's a chance that we should talk about bigger grants directly coming to indigenous peoples and local communities and with less bureaucracy that are flexible in terms of reporting not that you're given a grant and report in six months but diversity does not really re rehabilitate or regenerate in six months it needs time an environmental change is not like building a road where you build a road and show the next day it, it needs time for it to really change so we also ask for consistent grants not six month grant not one year it should be like long-term grants we also ask uh, for all the support from our national government, international uh, space to support everyone. And our landscapes are also very much inclusive. We don't talk about forest and live alone other areas. We talk about inclusivity in terms of ecosystem and all of it is important and all of, all of it is, should, be, should be protected. We value nature differently. Uh, all plants are very good, very important. All animals are also very important and we value it maybe differently the way people value. All trees in nature are not the same. There are, there are those that we use spiritually, there are those that we use as food and there are those that are there together with us and we really don't use them. So of course the trees that are so much important for us are the ones that we value more if we are asked about valuing nature. And same case with wild animals. They are our brothers and sisters. People don't know that. They are, uh, we, we live as custodians of nature. For more on the rights of indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.